Hey Chris, sorry about this belated reply after you informed me that I was the Popcorn's finance most engaged listener. But yeah, I do love listening to your show. I also love listening to the tips that you provide um, regarding personal finance and just talking through uh, your experience and how you tackle things. And I've definitely implemented some of the advice that you've talked about throughout the show and hopefully doing these small steps could lead into my uh, finance getting a lot healthier. So I really appreciate that. And also I love you listening, uh, talking to um, other people about it and other people in the industry about it, especially I think one of the episodes that you spoke to, uh, Aaron, um, got, I got some great advice from that and it's really valuable and I might even like purchase a book and give it a read because I think it was really insightful. But yeah, it's really kept up the good work and I'll definitely keep listening to it. Thanks. Hey, this is Chris. Hope you're doing well. And welcome to Popcorn Finance, where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. Thanks for joining me here for another episode. And a big thank you to Adrian for sending in that call. Uh, I'm really happy that you're enjoying the show and that this is, you know, has some value to you. And, and you know, I definitely agree. Aaron was a great guest. Uh, for those of you who haven't heard the episode where I had Aaron Lowry on from Broke Millennial, that was episode 33. Uh, she shared a lot of great information. We talked a little bit about her book. Uh, so please check that out if you haven't had a chance to already. I'll put a link to that episode in the show notes. And I also wanted to mention that one of my favorite things to do is to play listener calls here on the podcast. And so if you want to be like Adrian and have your call featured on an episode, you can do that a few ways. You can go to the Anchor app like he did, and you can just send me a call in through the app. It's, it's pretty easy. Or you can go to popcornfinance.com. And on the left hand side of the screen, there'll be a button there that says send a voicemail. And you can record a message through your computer or through your phone, whatever you have handy. Or the last way is you can just record like a voice note or a voice memo on your phone and you can email that directly to me at questions at popcornfinance.com. But today what we're going to do is finish up the conversation I was having with my wife Kay on our $27,000 debt story. And so uh, if you haven't already heard part one and part two, you can go to episode 32 for part one, episode 34 for part two. And that way it'll make a little more sense uh, what's going on in this episode because it's going to jump in right in the middle of the conversation. I think you'll still be able to follow along, but it might make a little more sense if you listen to those episodes first. So yeah, if you go to the show notes, I'll have links to those episodes as well. So not going to say too much more. Just going to jump right into our conversation. So let's say recap on the timeline. It was 2012. We got married. 2014, we hit our peak in debt of $27,000 or somewhere around there. And then from there, from 2014 through to uh, January, I think it was January of this year. Was it February? I believe it was January. I think it was January. Around so, the end of January. Okay. So through, through through January of 2017, that's when we finally made our last debt payment. So what we kind of did to get to that point was we, like I said, eliminated all discretionary spending. Pretty much all we did was pay for our food, gas. You know, we we got rid of all like extra expenses. We basically just paid what you needed to live. Mm-hmm. And then everything else went towards the debt. Um, I ended up getting another job and got a, a pretty significant raise by changing uh, organizations. So I think I got a raise of, I don't know, I think it was like $1,500 a month um, by going out and finding a, another another job, similar work, but just another place. Uh, so that helped a lot because pretty much all that money went 
went to debt. paying it, yeah. And then I think in 2016, I picked up some side hustles. So I started doing like uh, Postmates, which is like food delivery service and like um, DoorDash, things like that on the side. Uh, I tried selling on Amazon. I'll talk about that in another episode. <laughs> it was a learning experience, but I don't think that's for me. And then you actually got into like thrifting and, and really changed your shopping habits too, right? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Personally, I used to love to shop. That was kind of something for me as a pastime with my mom or my family. We'd go out shopping, not like crazy or even all the time, but it was just something fun to do. And um, when we got married, I needed to find ways to frugally find things for our wedding. So I ended up going to thrift stores because we had a vintage theme, uh, state sales, those types of places. And I was able to know, I noticed that when I was in thrift stores, people were buying clothes and I'm like, this is odd, but what do they have? And so I ended up going, looking around the aisles and found brand name, like quality stuff. And so I just decided this is going to be my lifestyle change to kind of help us. And that's something that I started to do. And I know that was like a big like turning point for you. Because like you said, you you didn't shop like crazy. But I mean, you did like to, <laughs> you did like to <laughs> shop. And so I, I know that I definitely made a change in how you did things. And I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it seemed like it let you maybe shop more and more freely and get that enjoyment, but knowing that you weren't like spending tons of money to do the same thing or get that same feeling that you did shopping before. Yeah. And it's a social, ex- you know, experience with friends or, or whatever. But at the same time, like you said, I'm not in a department store. So where department store, I'd be paying, you know, 60 bucks for a, sh- a blouse, a t-shirt, whatever. The thrift store, I could literally get that blouse for $6 or less. Mm. Yes. <laughs> so... <laughs> And I know you wanted to talk more about this, too. So you've already invited yourself back for another episode <laughs> to talk about thrifting and, <laughs> and those type of things. I told you, we'll, we'll, we'll see what the response is. The people will decide if you could do <laughs> That's fair. That's, that's totally fair. I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, but to wrap things up, to kind of like I, I have another question for you, a final question. I know people say, you know, you shouldn't have regrets about things and you know i i don't necessarily agree about that i think it, I, I don't necessarily agree with that i i think it's okay and i think it's natural to have regrets about things happening in life i don't think you can make yourself not have regrets you know yeah everyone can look back and say oh i wish i would have done this it's just maybe you don't you know dwell on it for too long mm-hmm. but thinking back on the whole debt situation and what we went through um do you have anything you regret or wish you would have done differently or maybe to phrase it a different way, if you could go back and tell your younger self something, a piece of advice, uh, what would it be? I think I would say to communicate more, communicate more before spending um, with you and also to communicate while we're spending. And, and also I would say to my younger self, you don't always have to be spending and to be more intentional with what you buy. Okay, no, I think that's good. I know that you mentioned that about communication, and I think that was a big that was a big one for us because you, you know how I am. So <laughs> I would I would get a notification on my phone because obviously I set up notifications to see like <laughs> anything more than twenty dollars being spent, and I would get these notifications and I would text you I'm like, um, 
So what's what's going on? What, what, what I, was this? I remember. I told. I, I was. I was there. <laughs> and I don't think that's the time to be maybe talking about it. I think for sure we've discussed this instant to be more upfront with each other to talk about things because I know I got. I would get stressed out. Yeah. And then I probably would in turn stress you out. Yes. So it was just a circle of stress. Right. Going on. So. And we're just two. Obviously, any couple, they're two different people, but. Specifically, when it comes to money and buying things, you are not a spender and you don't like shopping anyway. So (laughs) you hate stores, even grocery stores. So for me, that's those are things that I like doing. I I like to organize. I like to do things. Um, So I think thinking about the differences between us and maybe where you're coming from versus my perspective would have also helped um, along with the communication true and i think you have to really communicate because neither one of us had maybe like a budgeting style true so to have really no budgeting style then to try to just merge together and come (laughs) up with something without really talking about it's really difficult so it was like you know i thought about things one way this is how we should spend and then you had another way of thinking about it Mm -hmm. and if we never talked how we know we're just gonna be (laughs) constant conflict and we never know what's going on yeah so, okay. No, I like that one. I know. <laughs> For me, I would say if I could go back, I would tell myself to just get rid of the credit cards. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I kept them. I yeah. kept them open. Maybe it was, I felt it was like security. Like, you know, you always hear, you know, you have a credit card in case of an emergency, but those emergencies were happening all the time. Like everything <laughs> was an emergency. And then two, I think the lack of communication, like you were saying, Plus, just not being responsible and having good record keeping, we would end up using the credit card and then not ever making the payment. Or we would, you know, make a payment, but then another charge would be like pending. So you end up with like this weird juggling act of trying to make payments to follow up with all of these charges. And then if one of us makes a charge that we don't know about, there may not be enough money in the bank account to even make the payment. So you end up with these rolling balances from one month to the next. And that's, I think that's how a lot of our debt grew was we would like, you know, make a thousand dollars worth of purchases on the credit card, but only have $500 to pay towards it. So then you end up with 500 more dollars of debt than you had the previous month. And it kind of was just snowballed and grew and grew like that every month and it kind of got worse and worse. It did. So I think if I could go back, I would say, all right, you already got $20,000 worth of debt. Just take the, take those credit cards, chop them up and just use cash and just set up a set payment towards the credit cards to get rid of them that way it's not ballooning you're just getting rid of it and you kind of stop the bleeding so yeah i think that's what i would for sure say (laughs) (laughs) it is hard though i think living that life of pulling out a credit card and just using it every time because especially when our budget was really tight i know every times where i walk up to the register and be like Ooh, I don't know if this car is going to work. If I pull out my debit card, I don't know if this is going to get approved. There's all these people behind me looking at me. But if I pull out this credit card, it's almost always going to work. So I think a lot of times that's what I would end up doing is being like, I'm going to go with the safe bet. And so yes. I don't get embarrassed right. in this line. Social pressure. Yeah. It is. Even though may, I probably needed to be embarrassed because then it's like, well, I guess I don't have any money. Here's all your stuff back. I got to just walk out of the store empty handed. So, okay. Well, that's interesting to hear, to hear that. So I think we've popped a lot of popcorn <laughs> at this point. <laughs> and uh, it was fun talking to you. It was very weird <laughs> having you on the podcast in a good way. In a good way. Okay. Weird good. Weird good. 
And I think we talked about some stuff now that we probably haven't even talked about. Definitely. Not on the podcast. <laughs> so thank you for joining me. Do you have anything going on you'd like to talk about? Do you have anything you want to pimp on the show? <laughs> Do you have any pro- upcoming projects? <laughs> uh, um, I'm, just, I'm just joking. You don't have to say anything. No, not at this time. Okay. Well, thank you, Kay, for, for joining me. And um, yeah, I look forward to having you on again as a future guest. Of talking course. about your, your thrifting lifestyle. Of course. you're very welcome okay talk to you later (laughs) okay i hope you enjoyed our conversation we've reached the end this is the third and final part to our debt conversation and and really the whole reason for me doing this for for taking the time to to talk with my wife and recording this uh was that uh, i believe that there's a lot of power in in talking about things out loud and sharing experiences especially when it comes to finances because i think far too often the only thing you hear talked about are the good things that people have going on you know the the, the nice thing they bought uh this raise that they got but no one is going to just come out and tell you hey I, I got a bunch of debt or i had this huge emergency and uh, we've drained all of our savings you know it's not that common you don't hear that spoken out loud too often and so my hope was that by by us sitting down having this conversation that at times was was really fun other times it was extremely awkward and uncomfortable but i thought by by recording this and sharing it that other people would see that you know you're not alone that there are other people dealing with these situations and and right now currently we paid off that that credit card debt uh, but you know for a while it was a big struggle and uh, i want people to see that hey you know even though it was it was rough we dealt with a lot of issues during this time we were able to make it through and um now we're in a much better place financially and so it is possible you know it's not just exclusive to us anyone else can do this it just takes some time takes some dedication uh, to make it through so if you enjoy this conversation if you want to hear the other parts of it if you if you just listen to part three only or if you want to share uh, this conversation with other people who are dealing with a, a similar debt situation. I'm going to make a special page on the website. So if you go to popcornfinance.com slash 27K, so that's the number two, seven, and the letter K, I'll put up uh, a special landing spot with all three parts of the of the conversation. So you can, you can hear the full story again or share it with someone you know who may want to hear it. And then also if you want to just see the show notes for this episode, you can go to popcornfinance.com slash 38 for episode 38. So again, Thank you so much for sitting with me for another bag of popcorn. Hope you enjoyed the episode. And uh, if you enjoy what you've been hearing, you can always leave us a review. You can go to the Apple Podcast app. You can leave a review. It makes a huge difference in the exposure that the podcast gets. Uh, and then you can also subscribe through any of the major podcast platforms out there. I'm on Instagram, Popcorn Finance Podcast, Twitter and Facebook at Popcorn Finance. You just want to keep up on all the new things that are going on. So I hope you have an amazing rest of your week and I'll talk to you soon.